First of many. Won't be the last. Hopefully. <laughs> the I'm goal. glad I'm in Georgia. <laughs> That's okay. We can travel. What's up, beautiful people, to another episode of the Ricky Jones Jr. Podcast. It's me, Ricky Jones Jr., back again for another conversation. As you all know, it is June, okay? And this month of June, we know Father's Day is this month, okay? It's a few days away from this here episode. But more than anything, I wanted to use this month to highlight and emphasize fathers who are doing great jobs that are inspirational, encouraging, and can help other fathers do and be the same, okay? Now, this one is also very special, near and dear to my heart, because on this here conversation, I will be having with us all my father, my father, my father, the man who raised me to be the man that I am today, have the outlooks that I have now, and is the one that has the faith, right? He has the faith that then imparted into me the faith of God, which, you know, that's something that is intangible and something that you just can't quantify, right? And so as y'all know, I usually do shout outs for these videos. However, this one, I just wanna shout out my dad, right? Because he didn't have to do it. He was here on vacation with my mother, and I was like, dad, I would greatly appreciate it if we could do an interview. He was like, I think about it. And lo and behold, he said yes, okay? So at the end of the day, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into today's conversation with my father, the Ricky Jones Sr. God made it so, that wasn't me, God made it so that I would have the ability, we would have the opportunity to have a conversation with my father in honor of Father's Day. So today I have here with us all today, uh, my father, Ricky Jones Jr., Reverend Ricky Jones Jr., if I was to say it all completely right, uh, he's here with us. So welcome, <laughs> welcome, <laughs> sir, welcome father, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Okay. I noticed you introduced me as a Reverend Ricky Jones Jr., but I am oh, a senior. Got him. See, I'm so used to saying <laughs> I'm so used to saying Jr. So obviously he is definitely the senior and the source of the Ricky's trilogy now, right? Because there's three Absolutely. of us, Ricky Senior, Ricky Jr., and we have I have Ricky the third. So thank you for that. Definitely <laughs> Any other way in which you would like to introduce yourself, senior? No other way. Okay, there it is. See, I messed up. Ricky right? Jones Senior. Boom. Just like that, <laughs> we have Ricky Jones Sr. here. So, uh, first off, I want to say thank you. Thank you for joining us here today. Uh, I know you were first trying to figure it all out, but you said yes. So, yes. I thank you. I thank you for that. Now, I do have to say thank you as well um, for who you are and the calling that you accepted from God, uh, which then led you to become, you know, Reverend Ricky Jones Sr., largely because it helped me. It helped me to stay away from certain things in life. Um, there were various opportunities that came my way, and not all that I reject. Some I did, right? Uh, make mistakes, but nonetheless, uh, <laughs> some of them I didn't do for the sheer fact of who you were and with the idea. I don't even know where the idea came from, which maybe we'll talk about it to come out, but I had the idea that I didn't want to... Uh, tarnish the family's name or even more than anything tarnish your reputation in some cases and so I was like okay let me not partake in certain things so definitely have to say thank you wow. for who you are and what your calling that you accepted because like I said it, it kept me clean sometimes uh, <laughs> there's a time that it's like okay I, I get it to try and see what happens God you still love me so I appreciate you so um, question, are there any funny memories that you have or funny stories that you have um, being a father? 
Wow, I would really have to think about that. Um, No, you do that. I'm going to tell one of mine. Sure. I'm going to tell one of mine uh, with you being my father, right? One of those funny stories. So uh, there was a case where I had the audacity to attempt to sneak my girlfriend at the time into the house, my parents' (laughs) home. And uh, I don't even know, but you know, you're young. You're young and dumb at the end of the day. So that's what I was. But nonetheless, snuck her in, thought I did everything right. You know, you have the alarm system on the house. I turned the alarm off so that when I opened the window, it wouldn't chirp. You know, just different things you think you need to do to do what you're trying to do. And um, had her in the room and we were watching TV and I just heard a knock on the door. I was like, oh, snap. Oh, it's not, you know, you mentally say shush, 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 but you can't say it because it is already obvious, yada, yada, yada. So, nonetheless, I go to the door. I was like, hey, but I, I think I kept the door closed. I don't even know if I opened the door. And uh, <laughs> dad was like, you, you know, opened the door. Oh, okay, I opened the door. And uh, he was, dad said simply, I, I, I can't forget, he was like, <laughs> if you have somebody in this room, she needs to go. You need to let her go. And I was like, Oh, snap. Like, those are the words I remember. You remember any, any different? <laughs> I, I really don't remember oh, okay, what yeah. I said. No, so that was, that was like the gist of it. So you kept it vague but definite at the same time. Like, you knew somebody was in there, but, you know, but you left it to me to make the honest decision, right? And so I was like, yes, sir. Close the door back. It was like, hey, you, need, you have to go out the So she went back out the window. Thankfully, we were on a single-story home, but it was a little elevation. So nonetheless, it all, she left. And then once she left, we had a conversation. And Dad talked to me and sat me down. And I don't think I received a whooping for that. I think it was at punishment stage because I was in high school. And, um, you know, different privileges and things like that was revoked. But that was like a funny story because you came in it was like, God told me somebody's in this room and I'm thinking my goodness like what <laughs> what that was the first time and the last time the first time in which something like that took place in our house so looking back on it it's definitely funny being in the moment it definitely was not funny at all but uh no like that was that was a story that stuck out to me so <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that uh he would be sharing that one but yes that uh Basically, it's what happened, and uh-huh. uh, yeah, the Lord definitely woke me up mm. and then let me know that yeah, Ricky has a little girl in the room, mm. so I need to, you know, handle the situation mm-hmm. as a father. Right. But I think uh, my funniest uh, thing that I have as a father, I mm-hmm. would say mainly is when he was playing basketball, mm. and then also teaching him how to play but also playing on a team, and uh, Ricky just did not know how to dribble. Ah. He wanted to just run. They used to call him Walking Jones. Walking. <laughs> traveling walk, Jones. Yeah, Traveling Jones. <laughs> traveling Jones. Oh, and so uh, that was the funniest thing is watching him play on a rec league. He wanted to play basketball. That was mm-hmm. where he, uh, his passion was and uh, what he wanted to do so I want to encourage him to follow the path in which he was passionate to do mm-hmm. but he just couldn't he had a he had, he had a hard time learning how to dribble mm-hmm. and again of course they call him walking Joe yeah so yeah. we had fun just yeah. laughing and watching him develop but over time he got better and better mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was one of the funny moments yeah no, that's so true that's true man I forgot about that but you know hey good times at the end of the day, I mean, you always have great times in rec 
sports, really. I mean, from basketball to football. But yes, yes. So we are here talking about fatherhood, right? And so honestly, I will say it is something that I definitely take seriously. Um, being a father, and I think more than anything, I do so because of the um, example that you said, right? And a lot of things that were done, some said, some unsaid, um, but then at the end of the day, always being aware of what was taking place. One of them definitely being like being present. That was something that you did do, and even to that stint, keeping your word, right? So it was like if there was a practice I needed to go to, speaking of rec sports, uh, a practice, it was a game, whatever, whatnot, through it all. And I mean, like, you know, you were working, you were in school, you were assistant pastoring and things like that. You made sure I had the opportunity to do what I wanted to do, right? And so those things now, I'm like, okay, these are things that I should do because I knew and recognized the benefit of it when you did it, right? Um, so were there any other type of like these are some things, pillars, as some may say, uh, foundational truths, some may say as well. But are, were there any other things that you would say, OK, these are things I need to do as a father now that I have a, you know, I have a daughter. Right. But I also now have a son. So are there any other things that you were like, these are things that should be done by a father? Well, I would say and, and let me just say this. Uh, Ricky gave me no prep. This is true. I mean, all these questions he's asking me, it's off the top. <laughs> it's cold. I'm getting no prep. But anyway. Because <laughs> I know you had it true. I know you had it. You lived it, right? Because, you exactly. know, I'm giving you time right now. But uh, I will say <laughs> it's different from prepping people that needs preparations. But I think, too, you've lived it, right? And so some things that you live can just come out, whereas in some people who did not live certain things, all right, well, hey, these are some things I'm talking about. You may need to do some research. You may need to do some investigation. But I definitely know that these are things that you've done, um, you lived out, and have even helped other people, right? So he's right. He's right. All <laughs> questions are coming are to the top, you know? But it's for us fathers and even mothers that may be watching. Absolutely. Um, things like that. But yes. I would say... Um, What's most important is establishing a biblical foundation mm -hmm. for your children. Mm -hmm. I think that's important. Mm -hmm. And again, you have to live it out before them. Right. Uh, not so much you drilling them and telling them, you know, do this, do that, but live the life before them and also get them in an environment mm -hmm. uh, that they can hear truth. Mm -hmm. and you know hear the truth about Christ I think right. that's important right doing those things two I think it's important that you be present mm. you know that you always say a father needs to be in the life of uh, their their children mm -hmm. so I think that's so important is mm -hmm. that, that 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 father's presence yeah you know being there mm -hmm. and again uh, he basically have said it, you know, keeping your word. Mm -hmm. I think keeping your word is so important. If you tell your children you're going to do something, you mm -hmm. need to do it. Yeah. And then if you can't, mm -hmm. uh, you need to share with them why. Mm -hmm. I think if you do that, you share with them why mm -hmm. uh, you can't do it, even though you may have promised it, they understand. Right. So those things are very important. Right. Now, that's true. And I mean, even now I'm living those things out. Not even having this conversation as we are now, but even with my kids, right? So, of course, we have Rain and we have Ricky. And uh, if you tell Rain specifically anything, 
she's going to hold you to it, which is a great thing on <laughs> one hand. And it's like, oh, man, like, you remember that on the other hand, right? And I could even just think of different things I'll say. She'll ask, hey, can we go outside? Okay, sure. Well, not today. Let's go outside tomorrow, right? Because I just didn't feel like it that day but sure enough tomorrow when first thing i see her hey how you doing if i get that but anything, it's gonna be hey uh let's go outside it's like okay i did say that it's so you know it's just those things but you're right because keeping your word goes a long way it gives them that foundation that well i believe it gives them that foundation to know okay in it all Whatever they're all going through during the day, be it extracurriculars or whatever, whatnot. When I go home, I know that there's going to be somewhere that I can get definite truth and somewhere I can rely and have, you know, reliability on and things like that. But then two, it teaches Ricky, one, how to be a great man, a great husband, a great father, as you exemplify. But then two, Rain, what you should expect out of a man. Um, so it's like multiple dynamics and dimensions that fathers have to think about, right? Because you're not only parenting them, but you're also demonstrating to them what they should be and what they should expect. But then also, too, preparing them for when it's their turn, right? But, you know, I don't know how often fathers even or, yeah, we're talking about fathers, but how fathers think of it that way. But those thoughts have to be the thoughts that go into what you do each and every day. Um, because I mean, you're, you're growing up, you're grooming, you're conditioning, you're building up a person that has thoughts, um, that will have ideas that will have truths and will live out ultimately what they see you do first before they actually hear what you're saying. Cause I mean, I can even say, um, being your son growing up, there were some times where I heard what you said, um, you know, and maybe I didn't do it or did it later and things like that, but I always knew what you did. And watch what you did as a representation of this is what should be done, right? And one of those things being, so we can even give real examples, um, your endeavors in school, right? You, well, college specifically, um, winning and graduated from Carver Bible College. I saw you matriculate through it in your time, right, on one hand. Um, but then, too, you didn't finish. I mean, excuse me, you didn't quit. Which right. was something that I was like, okay, that is something that we do. Once you start something, you should finish it. Sure. That was the, without even you saying it, um, and maybe you have, but that was the understanding that I received from watching you do just that. Um, if I start something, I'm going to finish it. And how long did it take you to even finish your college, that college education? 18 years. 18 years. 18 See? years of working. Right. Being there oftentimes working a lot of overtime mm -hmm. and things of that nature and then still being present with family right. right to make sure i was there for my wife mm -hmm. there for my children mm -hmm. and then also uh school right and of school right and church uh, and church mm -hmm. and i was an assistant pastor right. preaching twice a month teaching mm -hmm. leading ministries and all that so i mean i definitely burned the candles on both ends <laughs> and the middle <laughs> Which uh, one thing I want to make sure yeah. when it came to Ricky was that, Ricky, I, I want to make sure, and I think I shared this with him more than once, I mm. want you to get your education as soon as you get out of high school. Right. Get that done, get that behind you, then get a family. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you want to at least have that armor of um, 
getting your education, right. your high, high level education, right? Uh, while you also are trying to tend the family because it can be tough mm -hmm. juggling all those uh, balls at the right. same time. Right, which is so true, which, of course, definitely thank you all um, for that because not only did he say that to me, uh, but also shown it, did it, right? There was action backing what was said in the sense where I was able to go to and get my undergrad and even part of my uh, master's as well paid for. Uh, my parents paid for it, made sure that I had the opportunity to focus on school and not necessarily the tedious, mundane figuring it out like you had to do of work yada 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 um but no just you go to school you focus on education and you graduate and you know do what you do after that so i did that undergrad right then went to the master's level and it was like oh okay i found a wife so things change but nonetheless <laughs> it all though no, you're definitely you're definitely on it so you know that was just a couple of things that came to mind for me that i saw but was there anything that your dad show you um, while being raised by him that you said, okay, these are some things that I should do when it's my turn to not only father um, children, but also be a husband to, you know, a wife. So were there any things there? Well, see, I think, yes, without yeah. question, there were some things um, that my dad showed me by example, right. living example. He was not one who really uh, talked a lot, was, was not a big talker, mm -hmm. but he lived by example. Mm -hmm. And one of the things my dad uh, showed me while I was growing up was that it was his responsibility to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. I saw my dad do that. In fact, back in the day, back then, mm -hmm. you would go to uh, the different companies. You would go to Georgia Power Company and pay your light bill. You would mm -hmm. go to the gas company oh, wow. and pay your gas bill. So he would have me get in the car with him, mm -hmm. and I would ride with my dad and uh, pay utility bills. Mm -hmm. So I saw my dad pay bills, so I knew it just, well, for me, it was my responsibility to pay bills. Mm -hmm. So that's what I took upon myself, paying oh, wow. bills, taking care of the cars. Mm -hmm. I saw my dad wash vehicles, take care of the vehicles, do things that need to be done. So I assume that's my responsibility mm. as a father wow. to take care of the cars. I, I saw my dad, you know, cut the grass, take care of the yard and do those things. Now, my mom wanted her front yard done a certain way, so <laughs> she would do it herself. <laughs> okay, okay. But the backyard and, and all the hedges and things like that, my dad did it. So I assume it was my responsibility to do it. So it was those mm. things like that. Um, mm -hmm that I learned from my dad mm. and learning from my dad, I just assume that I'm the dual thing. Mm. My dad, when it came time for uh, me to uh, 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 go to school, mm -hmm. uh, there was times when I didn't ride the bus. And when I needed to be taken to school, guess what? My dad took me to school. Mm. Mm. My mom and dad both worked. But my mom would just go straight to work. My dad would take me to school because he worked a different shift. So uh, I noticed it's when, when I had to take Ricky to school, mm -hmm. I mean, or when Ricky was not riding the bus, I would take Ricky to school. Mm. I can take Ricky to school. Mm. Not a problem. I saw my dad do it. Wow. So I, those things that my dad did, many of them I incorporated uh, in my life as a mm. father. Mm. And so I noticed 
uh, that is sort of generational. Mm-hmm. Rick is doing a lot of the same things <laughs> I did mm-hmm. because he saw me do it. Right. That's very true. That's good. That's good. And honestly, this is the first time we even having that uh, conversation pertaining to his father and things like that. But you're you're right when you were saying that with taking me to school. That's what you did, right? Um, and you know that's pretty cool, even well, to this day, right? Because your dad did it. So that just again just reiterates the fact that our kids do a lot of what they see us doing. Um, now, will they hear what you say? Absolutely. But well, we we know, right? Our kids are not limited to what we just say, but they right. also have other influences. They have friends, teachers, coaches. The list goes on. Internet now and social media for a lot of our kids now, which has its own things. But nonetheless, with it all, our kids hear what we say, but then they'll weigh it out. But they'll see what we do, and oftentimes those things that they see us doing will be the things that they, as you even talked about, do themselves. So, wow, that's that's pretty cool <laughs> to even think about it that way. Now, I will say, I was thinking one day. I don't remember the day. I'm, I think often, but nonetheless, in the thought, it was the fact that you know I have now you that are is here with Ricky right um as a grandparent and Rain as well so I get to watch your interactions with them which honestly now that we talk about it lets me know how I will potentially interact with my grandkids right uh but you didn't necessarily have that ability with your father and that when I was I don't know how old I was maybe two or so when he Let's see, you, he passed in 91. 91, okay, you so were I was two. two. That's yeah, right. you were two. Um, you were little, you, you don't remember at all. Right, you know? right. And so you didn't necessarily have a representation of, okay, this is how you do it from your father, right? You get you did get to see other people, grandparent and things like that. But I asked that and lead that up to say, like, how do you go into grandparenthood like how is that now yes you're you're a father and you'll forever be a father to two um but now you're a grandfather to what six and so like how how's how's what is that transition like i hear people say like it's the best thing ever like being a grandparent but well it 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 really is Mm -hmm. and no uh well i saw him interact with you a little Mm -hmm. As a baby, which, yeah. of course, you don't remember. Right. But I saw him interact with my older siblings. True. I didn't think about that. And their children. Right. So I got a chance to see how he did that. Mm-hmm. Also, my mother. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse True. me. I got a chance to see how she interacted. Right. my Lily. As well. So I got a mm-hmm. chance to see both of mm-hmm. them and how they interact. And, of course, it's a... It's a whole lot different. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as a grandparent, you don't have to be strict. You don't have to lay down the law. Uh, you don't have to whip them when mm-hmm. you're wrong and all right. that stuff. You don't have to do any of that. Uh-huh. You just get a chance as a grandparent just to enjoy them, mm-hmm. have a good time mm-hmm. with them mm-hmm. because you know that <laughs> the parent is going to do the discipline. Right. So uh, you don't have to do much of that at all. It's mm-hmm. just it's a joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just relating with your grandchildren, right, right, and and it's real easy. It's really this is the easy part. The easy uh-huh. part is being a grandparent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's tougher being the parent because right. you, you you have to again. You're there, right, nonstop, nonstop, twenty four seven, and you do need to set rules and guidelines and you know the, the discipline mm-hmm. but with the grandparent no you get a chance to just love on them and enjoy them have fun with them mm-hmm. 
and allow them to kind of enjoy some of the liberties that uh, they don't enjoy with their parents. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. That is the truth. Talk about late bedtime, eating and drinking when they want to, mm-hmm. whatever they want to. Mm-hmm. You're right. They come back different. What? That's, that's what grandparents yeah, that's one of the benefits exactly no that's good that's good so no I love that I love that you have the opportunity to not only like I say raise your children but then also now be a grandparent to six and so I mean that has its own dynamics and things like that but that's true I mean mm-hmm. you know, he just said that six and the my daughter mm-hmm. has the older right. children. Right. All girls. So all 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 girls. Mm-hmm. And uh they see me as granddaddy. Mm. And I get it and uh I appreciate that. I embrace it. Mm-hmm. The younger two see me as grandpa. Mm-hmm. I'm more of the older person <laughs> to them, but to the to my older grandchildren, mm-hmm. I'm sort of the younger granddad. This is true. You know, that can relate, really kind of relate mm-hmm. somewhat. And so, uh, it's a joy with with both ages. Mm. Also, I didn't even think about that. So, the idea behind granddad is like you're more my age or relatable, closer to my dad. And grandpa is like kind of ancient old type. Right. Oh, right. and see the little one see me as an ancient old man. I got so I'm you. Grandpa to them, right. but I'm granddaddy to the wow. older. Wow, that's good. So does it work as well with like dad and father? Is that like a thing too? Whereas like my dad is he's younger, father is kind of older. Is, is maybe not. Maybe not. Okay, because I was even I say that because I was wanting Rain and Ricky to call me father. Like I, I wanted that for a while. Oh, really? Now, they don't do it. Can <laughs> dad and daddy? Yeah. I just like how father sounds. Like father sounds official and proper. And that's like, what father. it is. Mm-hmm. Official and oh, proper. Oh. But they want to relax. They want right. to my daddy. Now that's true. And that's what I hear. I'm here for it. You know, it's <laughs> it Father's days. So I figure you know, call me father about it. It is what it is. <laughs> but so now, even with other fathers and things like that that may be tuned in and watching, uh, what are some other things that you would say, okay, um, now this world is different. Let me caveat oh, the yeah. thought with this world is definitely different now and even evolving to where it will be when my children are of the age where they're truly immersed with everything. Because now, you know. I'm pretty much their world. Um, Crystal and I are pretty much their world and the community that is around us. We're pretty much their world. But the day will come where they do have (laughs) social media pages. They are um, being influenced by what's going on out there, right? Which something you didn't really have to deal with. There was MySpace at my time, but I was in high school when MySpace came out, really college. So y'all didn't have to really deal with that. But like, what are some things that you would say that live true um, beyond whatever is going on out there in the world now yes you said having that biblical foundation is true absolutely live to that this day um, myself and hopefully you as the fathers as well too um being an example right is what we're also hearing that is very true and necessary um but then also doing what you say and saying what you do is another thing but are there any other like truths that you think will stand the test of time no matter what's going on in this world as it is changing I would think, and I, well, you sort of brought up the fact that um, when we raised you, Mm. the limitation was, and it was pretty simple, was to, we limited cable. Mm -hmm. 
True. TV. True. You know, while you were little and growing uh, true, up, we true. had basic cable, mm. and there were only a you know certain amount of things yeah. that you that we allowed you to watch, and mm -hmm. we even even had coming into our house, so it was different. And I noticed you're doing some things mm -hmm. uh, different. I mean, they have they're watching very little TV nowadays right. because of what you can see now twenty four seven that mm -hmm. you couldn't see mm -hmm. uh, uh, years ago. So right. I think that. The truth of being a parent, and I think you do need to limit what information yes. they're getting in at a certain age until they're developed and ready mm -hmm. to take on some other ideas and information mm -hmm. that they can, um, if you've given them the proper truths, then uh, that information, they can properly process it and mm -hmm. go, this is not right or this is wrong. Mm -hmm. So I think mm -hmm. that's one truth uh, that I think needs to continue Yeah, as, as Christian no, true. parents. Mm -hmm. um, knowing what information they're intaking, you, you probably need to limit that mm -hmm. un until they're ready, mature, and, and that you've built them up with uh, the truth of God's word. Mm -hmm. And then they'll know what they need to do not do things that uh, they need to say and not say. Mm, no, that's so very true. No, that's true. I didn't even think about it that way, but you're right. Cable was one of those things that were of that time that mm -hmm. was limited in our home. Right. Um, now, the funny thing is, right, I had friends. I had friends that had cable. <laughs> <laughs> so there were times where I would yeah. go to my friend's house to watch cable or certain shows. Mm -hmm. um, so, But at the end of the day, what I did know is that even though I may have partaken of those things out there, not to bring it home, right? I mean, there was a, a forceful of itself um, that was around our home, not physically, but just knowledgeable-wise that, okay, there are certain things that I should not talk about in the house, certain things I should not do in the house in front of my parents, and things like that, which I think is good. So, yes, yeah, so as the scriptures go, uh, train your child in the way they should go. When they're old, they won't depart from it, which definitely reigns true to what you just said in the sense of, you know, doing what you say, saying what you're doing, but then at the end of the day, knowing that the fruit of what you have said will eventually come out, which, I mean, exactly. that's that's the beauty of God's word, and it reigns true, and it reigns supreme, so just making sure you're doing the necessary things to keep them away from such evils, but at the end of the day, you know, uh, uh, the truth is, there were some friends that I had that had cable, <laughs> and uh, but at the end of the day, I knew that even though I partook of those things out there, I knew not to bring it home. Um, my thought was, even though it wasn't like a physical situation, there was like a forceful around the home that let me know certain things to do and I could do in the home, and certain things I shouldn't do or should do in the home, which I mean, just just help me in so many different areas and things like that but in it all it lets me know that as fathers we should make sure there is a place of i don't, I don't want to use the word purity because i feel like that's too strong and maybe too strong but just a, a environment where they know right is right and wrong is wrong and yes we'll talk through the wrong things to get through the right but at the end of the day you should know that i'm going to show you the right things as well so you know that's there is that aspect that Absolutely. i'm thinking through and working through each and every day because right fatherhood is a everyday 24 7 scenario right um so much so that just the thought came to mind when i was a younger child um i i don't even know what to call it but it is what it is i would throw up a lot and 
Let's just say that. I used to throw up a lot at night. And so when I would throw up in the bathroom, I would go to my parents' room, go to my dad's side. I would. I don't think I went to my mom's <laughs> side ever. But I would go to my dad's side and wake him up. And, hey, dad, you know, I throw up again. And he'd say, okay. And I'll go right back to my bed. And he would go in there and clean it up. And, I mean, that was just a thing that I don't even, we didn't say this is the way you do it. But this was a way that I just went about it. Knowing that he would take care of it type deal. So, I mean, I say that to say, again, how being a father isn't something that just goes on and off. Um, But definitely you showed me the fact that, okay, if something go wrong at the home or with the kids, hey, Ricky, like you need to wake up and make sure everything is fine, which I do as well. So, I mean, again, just those little things build to the big things of fatherhood um, and being a father. And so... That was cool. Now, I do want to hit on um, this, right? And this being, so you being a preacher, um, you being a reverend, right? My whole life at the end of the day, I feel like, well, that's what I know you to be my whole life. Um, But at the end of the day, there was a time in high school, I'm going to say, where people started calling me preacher and things like that. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's not me. That's my dad. Right. And so, you know, but I heard it, 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 heard it. But I will say, right. I don't even know if this has, if we even said this, but I will say one of the things that kept that, no, 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 that's not me. That's my dad. Being one of my responses is the fact that you, to me, set a high bar. And I was like, man, I don't, I don't, I don't want that. I don't I don't right. want to try to do what he does because he does what he does well. And I know what it takes to do what he's doing. Um, but then there's even to that aspect at one point at one point where I was like, OK, I don't I don't I don't want to live in that limelight or that. Uh, I don't even like so like Tiger Woods son is well, Tiger Woods is a golf player. Right. right and his right. son may say, no, I don't want to be golf. I don't want to play golf because my dad did that. He does it so well. Right. So it was kind of like that aspect that I was battling with. But at the end of the day, it took me to have a full understanding of who I am in this world right. and my part in this world, my purpose in this world to say, OK, no, like despite despite what my dad has done uh, or what he is doing and who he is and the things that he has accomplished, I too can do what God has for me to do. Right. So I had to make that shift with age and in relationship with God to let me know that, okay, no, it's not so much where I have to do what he did, but I can do what I do through the powering of God, empowerment of God. So like, um, how, how would you say if there is a father um, son-father relationship or even maybe son, I mean, father-daughter relationship where they, the father, have a child that's walking in their footsteps. Like, how would you recommend them to talk to them, groom them and things like that? Because when I accepted my calling, you did come, I was in Louisiana, you came mm-hmm. down and uh, mm-hmm. make sure I had the proper tools. We went to the bookstore and you bought and purchased me, you and mom purchased me uh, resources mm-hmm. um, and things like that. But how would you suggest fathers to make that uh, shift to their children who are doing something that they ultimately are already doing? In their own bent, because that's the key part. And I, well, I would say, and see, I never, it was not my intention ever to try to direct you or force you Mm -hmm. into ministry. True. Um, But to just be who you are. Mm -hmm. And of course, 
is always the case with ministers. Normally, the the, the children are called PK, you know, mm-hmm. preachers' kids Very or true. whatever, and they do put that that uh, tag on you mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. expect more of you of whatever. Right. But that's never what I uh, direct, and I think it's important that you allow the children to develop and be. Uh, who God has designed for them to be. And they'll kind of share some of their passions with you or what they're leaning toward by what they enjoy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think think it's important Mm -hmm. that you allow your children to be who they are. Now, my prayer has been, and I see God is answering, Mm -hmm. that of every generation Mm -hmm. that God would provide Mm. a preacher Mm. a minister Mm -hmm. someone to herald truth Mm. and and not knowing that he was was going to call you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh to preach the gospel Mm. to make sure that the truth of god's word is constantly delivered Mm. and so after you of course you have children Mm -hmm. and my daughter have children right so possibly one Mm -hmm. of i've asked and he's answered. Mm-hmm. And so maybe one of them may be a preacher, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. maybe a minister. Yeah. But um, I'm not one who think that I, I don't think you should force your children yeah. to to be something that they're really not. Mm. And but once you find out what their niche is, like what they enjoy doing or right. whatever, then you put the things around them and put them in an environment Mm-hmm. Uh, that they can grow and develop mm-hmm. and uh, be all that God has called them to be. Right, right. So I think that's important. As a father, yeah. you know, the, God is he's going to show you and help you mm-hmm. uh, to develop your children. Mm-hmm. And, and, that's, and that's what you're true. supposed to do. And once they become an adult mm-hmm. and all, then it's time to step back mm-hmm. and let them be mm-hmm. all that God is calling them to be. That's 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 the way I think it's yeah, best. Instead right. of constantly trying to, you know, there's a, there, there's a certain time, a certain space, and a certain year, of course, God will show you that, mm-hmm. when you need to step back mm-hmm. and let them just blossom and grow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's so very true. That's so true. And it's funny, um, when I came down here to Tampa amongst Crystal and her family, uh, one of Pastor Poe's, her father's saying was that he, he, he lived by, um, you can't raise grown folks and you can't tell them what to do. Like that was his thought and probably came because of some pushback that he had <laughs> and things like that. But I mean, I, it's very true to your point where there is that stage and obviously I'm not here there or there yet. I have little kids, but you've been there to see where parenting is a time period. Um, but then being a, father a dad a daddy to a adult is a thing but then also not having grandchildren right is the thing so you've seen the different stages and ages in which you do father right because in it all you father which is different points in time so now that's good um but i love even too for the fathers that may be listening and looking at that you didn't give an age right you didn't say at this age is when you blossom let them blossom no to your point god will let you know mm-hmm. what age is the age or the mm-hmm. time period for that child because i will say each child is different child uh is different. we have i have two as he does as well mm-hmm. and so like you know 
I can't raise Rain the same way I'm raising Ricky. I dare not, and, I, and I'm not, and vice versa. But we have to learn who they are. Ask God to show you who they are, what they could potentially uh, be in time, and how to groom that and grow them up in that uh, manner and things like that. And so, and they all have their own demeanors, right? I mean, it's just is what it is. So you so have to their be own specific. personalities, mm-hmm. their own moods, and all right. that. Right. And their own stages of development. True. And you need to know when, okay, I need to step back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. And, and, that, and that comes with time. Now, I will say another thing that I learned just now, I guess, in a sense, giving you your flowers. But another thing that I learned from you that I do incorporate in life, which, uh, I mean, it's just easy to do because I, I guess it's, it's in me, right? There's our DNA in there together. But <laughs> is being there for people. Um, being there for people, showing people and giving them time um, of day. And I watched you do it at church more often than not. Uh, we spend a lot of time in church, but mm-hmm. in churches. <laughs> um, but I had the opportunity to see you interact with people and not just speak to them in passing, but speak to them as and in the present, right? Make eye contact with people, talk to them, listen to what they have to say. In some cases, no matter how long it is, right? We've been late, well, not late, but waiting at church for time, right? Time, periods of time, because people just wanted to talk to, you know, Reverend Jones. But now I'm like, okay, that's something that I saw you do. But again, that's something now that I do. And knowing that, hey, uh, people have a lot that they're, well, here's my thought with what you did, right? You set the example, but now this is my interpretation. So people have so much going on in life that in some cases they just want to share, but in other cases they want to know that they are actually there, right? Because we have so much going on in life that we're passing people. Um, but then some people just like, okay, like you actually hear me. You actually are making eye contact with me. I actually am a person. Um, and so with that, okay, give them some time. It's not going to hurt you. It's not going to cost you, but a little time, but hey, God has that. But show them that you care. Show them that you're hearing what they're saying and have a response if they want one. Exactly. We know. We know. Some people just want to talk. They just they, want to talk. They, don't they just want, want you to listen. They just want you to listen. And so mm-hmm. you showing that allows for me to say, okay, let me do that for people. And I mean, <clears throat> you already know the different responses of what that's like you know people love that why because people are people and they want to be reminded that they're people but showing them love giving them an ear to hear is all we have to do right and so again a little something that i i learned from you that i was like okay i'm gonna do that myself and i mean i enjoy it I, i love people and being there for people helping people and just letting them know that yeah there is somebody who's here for you right so boom there's that throw it out there so with me, <laughs> you've been fathering myself for me for 33 years, <laughs> right? I'm 33 years of age right now. Um, now, I'm not going to say to, because, you know, some questions are, if you could take anything back, what would you take back? I'm not going to go there because I believe everything is done for a particular reason. That's right. And there's lessons to be learned in everything right. that we do, right? Absolutely. Um, now, the question that I'm asked in that vein is <coughs> if you were to or if you could add something to uh, my fathering journey, what would it be? And that's, hmm. that's an interesting question. The question just came to mind as well. See what happens with it. Well, you know, I, I'm trying to think mm-hmm. of what would I add? Yep. Uh, what would you add? 
And more so than anything, I'm taking notes because I'm a father now. Uh, and so I would say yes. the only thing that I could think of that's top of mind that I would add mm-hmm. to having fathered you from a child on up mm-hmm. is to spend a little bit more time mm-hmm. reading the scriptures mm-hmm. to you. Okay. Which he saw me. Right. Reading scriptures. He saw me studying. We would share on occasion mm-hmm. in the word. I ensured he was in Sunday school. True. I ensured he was in worship service. Mm-hmm. But because I was so busy mm-hmm. doing so many things, just that sitting down and all of us studying scripture together, mm-hmm. I think... If there's anything I would add to and do more of, yes, we right. did very little of that mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. because we were so busy. Mm-hmm. I think it's important that all of you as a family mm. and the father just lead in, in scripture reading and studying more. Mm-hmm. I won't say exactly how much and all yeah, because right. I know how complex life is mm-hmm. and, and things that happen on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. But spend a little more time with your children mm-hmm. uh, reading the scripture and then you all just talking about it mm-hmm. together as a family. I think mm-hmm. that's important. No, that's good. That's good. That's good. I mean, it's it's funny that you said that because that was something that I was doing with the kids before they were going to sleep reading a story and things like that. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. to your point, as you just said, the complexities of life, as you are busy and doing so many different things, certain things fall off or don't take place as you may want them to. But, you know, that's that's very good. And even in that vein, right, because mm-hmm. um, I feel like you're in a row now. But with now as well, right, life is still busy. It's not like life is getting less busy. Um, no matter what technologies are in the world, no matter what, yada, 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 it just feels like things are just busy, right? At the end of the day, it was busy for you. It's busy for me. Um, and it may be busy for those that are looking in or listening. But how would you recommend, just looking back on different things, but how would you recommend to you know, kind of like the matrix, slow things down to do things that matter. Like how would you recommend prioritizing the day or life or something like that to make sure the things that matter actually take place? I would say, and with us using technology and the way I like to use it, I put things on my calendar, Mm. you know, my cell phone, my cell phone calendar. Yeah. And then my cell phone notes, Mm. uh, since we're using technology, I actually use those things to ensure that I do what needs to be done Mm. and what's most important on a daily basis. Yeah. On my reminders, Mm. it pops up. Yep. And so to make sure, because we can do whatever we really want to do. Very true. Sometimes we just choose to do so many other things at Mm -hmm. times, Mm -hmm. but we can do. Uh, the things that are most important necessary and those tools that we have with with technology can help us. Right. That's very true. And you do those things and then you have to uh, cut out some things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that you uh, that's that's, that's really not important. Right. That you don't have to do. Right. You have to set boundaries. Yeah. You have to set boundaries especially with children. Yes. Being a father and you have children. Mm Mm-hmm. 
they come first. True. Of course, God is first, mm-hmm. and of course, your spouse mm-hmm. and your children. Mm-hmm. They all are, they all are first. Yes. So. No, that's true. Set boundaries mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and those things that are unnecessary that you don't have to do. You got to mm-hmm. cut some of those things out mm-hmm. while you're raising your children, mm-hmm. while you're fathering mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and make them first a priority. You're going to mm-hmm. have plenty of time <laughs> if the Lord allows you yeah. to live. Yeah. Long life, you will. You have plenty of time after mm-hmm. 18, 19, 20 years to mm-hmm. do whatever you want to do. Right, right. Which, I mean, you're on the back end of that, so you know oh, that yeah, to be true. I know true. that to be it's, true. It's not just the same. No, that's good, because I can even say for myself, um, just looking at things, and to your point of scheduling things that matter, it's so very true, right? You have enough time to do what you want to do, just have to have that want and willingness to do it. But with that, I said to myself, okay, I need to eliminate television, um, but more than anything, like eliminate watching TV shows, because I can watch a YouTube video or something like that and you know it's quick but shows i would like lock into series and watch episode after episode after episode Mm -hmm. and then i look up four hours are gone and i'm ready for the next season type deal but i had this year actually this year 2022 i eliminated those out of my life i said i'm not gonna watch any shows this year and i it's amazing how much time i've gained back but Mm -hmm. with that time what Mm -hmm. i said was um when i would come home from work or have time with the kids i would be there with the kids like you all kids have my time from x time to bedtime like this is your all's time and we play we laugh we run around the house make a bunch of noise uh, and all those different things do homework and all those things because to your point i just know how valuable this time (coughs) is but then i hear it said so often like kids grow up fast which is, is so very true and enjoy the times now like i hear a lot of fathers that have which i learned as well from other people um but just watching them and they'll say you know get your hugs now because the day will come where your girl not won't want to hug you your son won't want to give you those kisses and things like that which is like oh man like who could think <laughs> i have a, what, a five or six year old and a three-year-old and to think that they will have a time where they won't hug me like what no way they too cool to hug <laughs> me in. Don't want to give me kisses. Oh, don't be that day. Yada, yada, yada. Like, just is unthinkable. But seeing it happen time and time again, it's like, okay, that day will come. But it, oh, oh, wait, why are you laughing? What you laughing Because at? you got a taste of it when you took rain to school, I think, oh, for the right. first time at Trinity. You, you right. can share that story you're with. Right. She didn't want you <laughs> to right. walk her to, to walk the her. classroom. And she true. was only five. She was five. You're right. You like, can share that, that was, But it's funny how I turned around. Right. So, yes, uh, first week of school, they allow for you to walk your kids to school. Right. Because it's a new environment. Mm-hmm. Like want to make sure they get everywhere safely. <laughs> and so I'm thinking I'm going to have a whole five days to walk Raina's class, make sure everything is good. Give her a kiss on the cheek. Tell her I love her. You know, all the different things that fathers will love to do. Mm-hmm. By day two, she was done. Day three, we pulled up to the school. I'm ready to get out. She was like, hold on. Whoa, what, what are you doing? You don't need to get out. <laughs> What do you mean I don't, I don't need to get out? I don't, I don't want you to take me to class. Whoa, wait a minute, Ray. What are you saying? No, I want to do it myself. Like, I'm a big girl. Like, to your point, at five, at five years old, she told me she's a big girl and don't want me to take her to class. And I was like, oh, man. So I was hurt. Thursday and Friday, I was hurt driving her up, letting her out. To wherever. I don't know where she was going, right? Because when I was with her, I knew where she was going. But <laughs> I drop her off, I don't know where she's going. But hopefully she's going to the right place. But in all, with all your right, 
But then it's funny because around the latter part of the year, she would say, Dad, I want you to take me to class. I'm like, no, uh-uh. And see, you're talking out of hurt. I was talking out of hurt. <laughs> no, no, you didn't want me to take you to class then. And you don't want me to take class now. No, you can do it. You know how to do it, right? But deep down, I, I did want to take you to class. But and all with it all, you're right. It starts early. It did start at five, right? <laughs> that that age. So fathers, we're <laughs> sitting down. Like, you have a window. Your window hopefully is bigger than mine. And, you know, there's times where I get more hugs than not. But uh, in it all with it all, spending time with them is what you want to do because exactly. that time goes fast. Very fast. It goes fast. And to your point, there's time on the other end for you to be able to, once they blossom, allow for them to blossom and grow, giving them that space from not uh, parenting them nonstop, but allowing them to be who they are and growing up in that. You'll have time to do what you want to do and have exactly. time to do and things like that, which I do want to say segueing is i did notice a shift uh and you particularly which i'm like point is <laughs> excuse my point but it, it shifted you like so i grew up right he was pretty clean dressed and had the polos and the shorts and things like that tucked in that was his look but then once i went off to school i started noticing you wear like basketball shorts and cutoffs and hat to the back i'm like who <laughs> who is this guy like this was it my father that I grew up with? Like, what is happening? I would ask my mom. She would just look and laugh and, you know, make faces. Because, you know, she would face <laughs> But what what would you say was a part of that shift? Was there, like, a, a relief moment where it's like, okay, I've set the example for this long. Now I can do, as you talked about, having those years on the back end. Like, now I can do the different things that I may want to do that I didn't do to set an example. Like, what? What went into that whole shift and change and dynamics? It was a change. A good change, right? We say he was off on the deep end, but it was a good change. But Well, see, I, I would say that we as individuals, even though we're fathers, mm-hmm. we're still uh, maturing, That's blossoming, growing, good. and changing too. That's good. And we all have our seasons yeah. in life. That's and true. And so... The shift, the change has nothing to do with uh, parenting okay. or fathering. Okay. It just had all, it has all to do with me constantly gotcha. yeah. changing, mm-hmm. growing, developing, and enjoying another freedom mm. uh, that I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, just being an individual, being mm. a man. Mm. Okay, well, now I just want to wear my cap flipped to the back. Yeah. I, you know, dress the way I dress mm-hmm. because I really love the gym mm-hmm. and working out. Uh, it really helps me tremendously with mm-hmm. my health. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, that's all that that's all that was. And just uh, again, growing and developing. And the older we get, the more we continue to grow and develop. That's very true. The only person that does not change is God. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. only person. Anybody mm-hmm. that tells you, "Look, I'm the same. I don't change." They're not telling you the truth. That's very true. Some of them are doing it unintentionally. Right. The only person that does not change mm-hmm. is God. Right. He's the only one that changes not. Mm-hmm. So we all continue to change and develop. And I'm not going to be that same person, that mm-hmm. same father mm-hmm. that Ricky knew me to be mm-hmm. in my 20s and 30s and 40s. I'm yeah. 59 going on 60. Mm-hmm. Different person, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. different person than when I was twenty and thirty. Right, 
Right. Yeah. No, and that's very true to the point of changing, involving, and things like that. Because even now with the kids, I'll see him do certain things or see him just doing <laughs> things in general. Like, man, that's different. That's that's not what he did when I was a, when I was in the home and things like that. But <laughs> though you're right. Like we all are growing and changing and things like that. And not only do we allow for our kids to have that liberty, but I think as well to the point that I heard from what you just said, we too as fathers have to be open to the change that will occur within ourselves, right? Different things we may want to do that we aren't doing, the things that we do want to do that we can do and things like that. Um, But there are so many different dynamics that take place as a father that are said and some things that aren't said right um but are actually lived out and change is definitely one of those things that is inevitable um change is gonna take place change is gonna happen so we as fathers definitely want to give our kids liberty but then also as well um be in a group or have some friends where you can be open and honest about the changes that are occurring within your life and different things that you are experiencing going through uh, and or may want to do right and allow for them and that group whoever that group is your your close friends to be able to talk you through those different changes because not i would say not everything that you may be thinking that you want to do you should do but i think you know having the right counsel of people around you okay you know, okay, you know, we worked that out, yada, yada, yada. Because, I mean, and I say that to say with the thought that uh, some people, some changes is like, I want to make this huge purchase of something that they can't afford, right? So it's like, hold on, okay. play like, let's hold off on that. Um, sure. In due time, you can do that. But to your point of, I want to change what I'm wearing and things like that, go for it, my brother. Let me tell you a store that you can get some stuff from is what good friends would do. But, yeah, so... With that, is there any other thing that you could think of would be valuable to fathers um, that are is watching the show? Well, I would say one thing that would be quite valuable mm-hmm. is just that uh, uh, be yourself. Mm. Be yourself with your children. Be genuine with your children. Uh, be truthful with your children. And uh, just be who God have created you to be. Mm. Just just be yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, that will make life a whole lot better mm. as a father. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that's good. That's great. And just like that, great people, we will end this here episode. And like I said, I'm also excited about the opportunity that I had. we had today to sit down with my dad uh, as our first. And I said in the beginning, before we hit record, this won't be the last. <laughs> <laughs> he said, thankfully, I live in Georgia and uh, y'all live in Florida. So, hey, at the end of the day, it's, it's a quick drive. It's a quick flight. So, we'll do it again. Let us know in the comments section if y'all think we should do this again. And, uh, you know, not that peer pressure will work, but hey, well, it help it'll help (laughs) but yes we love you all and again to all fathers thank you for doing all that you're doing um because it's a choice right it's a choice to be a father but you have taken the time to make that choice each and every day which is going to be so much more beneficial not only for your child but the children in which your child is around because they are talking about you to their friends and their teachers and their coaches and things like that so as you are being that great example know that the fruit of it will blossom it will grow it will come about it may not 
when you want it to, but know that it will definitely do so, if not in your child, but in those in which your children are influencing as well. So again, fathers, keep doing what you're doing. We appreciate you all too, Father, speaking from that dynamic and perspective. And know that you can always come back to this here podcast to hear some entertaining and fun conversations. Yes, indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, can't you see boys and girls, children of all ages, where I get who I am from, right? Apple don't fall too far from the tree is what they say. And hopefully you all had the opportunity to see a little bit of who I am through who he is as well as see who I will grow to be because of the man that he is today. So again, I appreciate you, Dad. I thank you oh so much for doing the conversation with me. And, you know, it sparked me to do this. Why? Because as you all could see, as you all saw, I have a great example of what being a father is what a father does, and then everything in between, right? Even down to the grandpa side of things. And so then I now have the ability to say, okay, no, I see that in this person. I see that in these people, which are the people that I have the conversations with. So I say that to say, if you miss any other previous conversations, make sure you go check those out. However, I did those knowing I had a great example, a great role model, a great individual that exemplified great fathering skills and great fatherhood, which is none other than my dad, okay? So I'm going to keep on going before I get emotional and get teary-eyed, okay? At the end of the day, let's go ahead and get to the boom or bust for today's video, okay? Now, this one happens to be, um, now, I don't even know if you all have paid attention, but this actually was a candle that was sitting back there, and this happens to be a candle from a, I don't even know if I want to put the name of the company out there. I don't think I will, because you all didn't sponsor this video. However, one day you will, and I will show your name. But nonetheless, I, myself, and my lovely wife, my, my wife and myself, right? If I was to be grammatically correct, we went over to a place here in Tampa where you can go and create your own candles. Now, I will say this worked very, very well in the sense that I made mine and she made hers. The thought was that we were going to have the same one. However, when we were getting to mix and choose, so what you do, long story short, is that you go there. You list different smells and things like that that just, you know, arouse you or not even arouse you. That's too strong of a word. But things that um, you like. Okay, let's just be very basic and simple. You go through different smells that you like and things like that and you check things off. Well, what they do is put those various smells together in a various assortment of ways. And they say, hmm, here's your scent. This is a scent that we believe that you may like. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I have a scent that I like. Okay, this candle is empty. However, the scent is still there. Man, I recommend you all going to go and do this. Find somewhere in your city, your area, or if you have to go on vacation and find it there, do just that. But you do want to have like somewhere or something that just reminds you of you right and what other than can i love candles i really do i could burn a candle for no apparent reason i just love candles at the end of the day so with that being said i'll go and do it this was a boom a boom 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 and the cool thing about this one is you have the ability to write down well this company tracks your scent so that anytime you can call them up and say hey i'm such and such Ricky Jones Jr. Uh, my scent was boom, boom, boom. I would like to order another one and boom, shakalaka. They will concoct your concoction that you already did that's on file and be able to allow for you to smell it again. Okay, so I say I did to say that's what I need to do. Instead of just talking to you about it, I need to go do it myself because this is a smell that I do want to have in my home again, but I don't. 
because it's not here anymore. Okay, so without further ado, go ahead, ladies and gentlemen, and create your scent because you'll be happy that you did. And it'd be something refreshing and relaxing that you'll be able to come home to, come to your apartment to, come to your workspace to, or be everywhere you are with so that you can enjoy the scent that is specialized to your liking. Okay? Okay. All right, y'all great people. Well, I love you all. I appreciate you all. Thank you for tapping in, tuning in, listening, and watching this here conversation. More than anything, I thank you, my dad, for being willing, willing, willing enough to do this with me. So with it all in it all, I love you all. I appreciate you all. I will see you on the next video, which I think I have one more conversation, and then we're going to have like a recap of it all with my lovely wife. So tap back in, tune in. Just click that subscribe button. Go ahead, follow the podcast, whatever streaming platform you are listening on. We'll be here, okay? Every Tuesday and Thursday. So, see you there. Love you all. Peace!